While world events have forced many businesses to go fully remote, statistics show that many companies were already moving towards a more flexible working environment. A recent study by Global Workplace Analytics revealed that remote work has increased by 91% in the last decade. Bill Gosling Outsourcing, a global customer communication solutions firm, was one of the many organizations that had to rapidly move from an on-site to a virtual workforce. On this episode of the Workday Podcast, we're discussing how Bill Gosling Outsourcing was not only able to navigate the impact from this shift, but also find added value through innovative learning strategies. I'm your host, Kadir Redler, and I'm joined by Joel McCharles, Vice President of Learning and Innovation at Bill Gosling Outsourcing. Thanks for being here today, Joel. Before we get started, can you tell me a little bit about Bill Gosling Outsourcing and your role at the company? Certainly. Uh, Bill Gosling Outsourcing is a medium, large-size contact center based in Canada. We have offices in the UK, in Manila, in Costa Rica, in the US, and Canada. I am the Vice President of Learning and Innovation at Bill Gosling. Bill Gosling is a global company that has many offices, which you've had to close down to the current pandemic. What were some of the challenges when you first pivoted your workforce from on-site to remote that you encountered? Well, I think the first thing to point out is we are in four different continents, all with different laws, all with different takes on the pandemics, and a bunch of different service lines that we do from sales to service to collections that in many cases were either because of legislation or because of clients weren't allowed to work from home. And so suddenly the pivot went from having our our bricks and mortar offices in four continents to suddenly having 1,400 virtual agents. And so the challenges were just staying on top of communication, learning about each country changing very quickly. We had 400 people at work in Manila when the government with half hour notice shut down all transportation. And a second complication in our business is many of our agents who spend the majority of their time in a contact center on the phones don't have email accounts. So we also didn't have a regular way to communicate progress, changes of plans, learning how to set up home offices, learning how to set up a computer, what the new security policies were. There was a lot of complexity for us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of different facets to manage during this time. So what kind of processes did you put in place to support this sudden change? Yeah, there was multiple policies that we had to change as we looked at this. I mean, just immediately going from an environment where we had no inventory on hard assets like computers and where they were to suddenly needing to track all 12 or 1400 computers and where they were going to individual people and who had what. In the case of the Philippines, we also had to report to the tax department who had computers at home now versus who didn't before. And so the complexity of being able to communicate those or just communicate changes of policy, whether it was not coming into the office or whether it was coming into the office, one of the challenges in the middle of it is what happens if your computer is broken down or what happens if you change roles or need to change that piece of technology? What is the policy Can I just show up at the front desk with a computer? How do I get that message to somebody who doesn't necessarily have email or other ways to communicate easily? They're spending the majority of the time on the phone. I think the second challenge that we had really with related to policies was brand new clients launching in countries that they could no longer travel to. So how do you roll out a whole brand new program and the trainer can't get to the site to to create that, that experience? These were some of the challenges that we faced. 
So it sounds like transparency and communication were key factors during this pivot. How did you manage timely communication with your employees during this time? By and large, Workday was the the, the Kool-Aid that we're, we're drinking from. And the availability, whether it was to campaign a notice, create a course, even in some cases, when we needed to get an urgent message out and track who was seeing it, we would even create learning courses and enroll people in it. And then you could see who had completed it and who hadn't, even if it was just reading a PDF of a policy. So we used Workday in a lot of different ways and used learning in a lot of different ways to really retrofit the organization. You know, one of our challenges was people needing to set up a computer at home who had never set up a computer before and maybe didn't have somebody to help them because their family was at different locations, was making a course available through the Workday app that would walk you through the steps of setting your computer up. So even thinking about how they could get the content maybe in a different way presented opportunities here. So we talked a bit about how you guys responded to the recent pandemic, but let's shift gears a little bit. What were some of the unexpected opportunities that you found from this shift? It's been a fascinating journey. I, I was late to this call because of a call previous to it that was talking about opportunities that have come out exclusively because of what we've gone through. One of the experiences that we've had is that our learners and our facilitators, we had hoped eventually to do increased presence on virtual training, on the idea that an instructor teaches over video and can communicate and bre- use breakout rooms and use all sorts of different ways to run sessions. and this sped that up. This has created that environment. One of my facilitators is commenting that they're actually finding higher engagement, finding higher opportunity, finding higher learning with training in this virtual environment. What's really interesting about that is our training now has is lacked of borders. So we have mentors in one country mentoring people in another country that didn't exist previous to this. And that model is starting to extend out to clients where we're starting to offer and and sell some of our own internal training or create training courses for them that would be hosted on Workday, not only to teach at our client sites, but actually to teach at some of our competitors where our clients would use us to build a training module that we could onboard people into their systems, no matter what company they worked for. Wow, that's really interesting. So back to the topic of going virtual with virtual learning and training. A big part of that too is changing uh, the employee experience as well. So how are you maintaining culture and employee engagement with a remote workforce? It's been fascinating to hear anecdotal evidence and significant amounts of anecdotal evidence from team members who actually feel more engaged with their managers, feel like they're getting more attention, more answers, more help. And part of that is the environment, I think, with the instant access, right? Where I... My manager is on the other side of the video screen. It doesn't take minutes for them to come across the floor to to help me. And in terms of building culture, we are still running – a contact center runs contests and it runs, you know, theme days where people are are wearing their PJs to work for a day and they're connecting on on video conference and and having a 15-minute huddle where they're in their PJs and seeing that they're connecting in that way, running contests with prizes that they're shipping directly to people's houses from Amazon and other retailers. We're running virtual newsletters and other programs and, and sharing content. We did a whole video series that we've shared on Workday Learning. It's not learning. It's interviews with the CEO talking about what he's watching on Netflix and and sharing our, our book recommendations and trying to find different ways that we can engage people while they're working remotely. That's awesome. And that probably goes against what people's first instinct was with going virtual was that people were going to be less engaged. It was going to be harder to get in touch with your boss or someone else on your team. But you guys have shown that it's actually been the opposite for you. 
there was definitely fear on that. And, and, you know, the one thing I'm reminded about by my partner who's worked at, from home for 12 years is we're not truly working from home today. You know, everybody at home is all, many of us are caregivers right now. And, you know, we're balancing so much going. And yet in the middle of the chaos that is our lives and the stress of a situation that's not typical to work from home, we're really finding that people are in this virtual space able to communicate, even coaching can feel really, really intimate in the fact that I see your whole face, I'm listening to your voice in stereo sound in my headset. So we're finding that, that yeah, the remote experience does not have to be one that is, is one of isolation. It sounds like you guys have had a lot of success with going virtual, especially so quickly and making such a, a huge pivot in such a short amount of time. What advice would you give to other leaders who are looking for new ways or, or creative ways to keep their workforce engaged and make sure that learning and training continues in this new world of work? I think that if you don't hold yourself to a preconceived constraint of what these tools are, you can find really easy ways to lift and share them. And so if I need to get a memo out to a team and it's not a training course, but it's a PDF, I can use a learner enrollment to get that message out. I can campaign it to put a notification in without having to involve another team. And very quickly, managers who already have existing learning dashboards to track their team's progress can see who is doing what and be able to seamlessly communicate that back to clients. So I would say widen the rails of what the purpose that you use Workday for, and you can find really innovative solutions that can solve problems that might not otherwise have one. Awesome. That's great parting advice. Well, Joel, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to the Workday Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.